You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your stand your Good afternoon. It's another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, the actual host, the most delicious name in podcasting. Uh, Elise Bacon. Bacon, how are you? Hi, I'm sure I exist. Um, was there, was that in question? It feels like it. Am I here? Who are we really? I like the fact. What, 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 what time is this? What day is it? Um, the day is um currently Saturday, May 20, whatever. And the time is currently 10 a.m. Central Time. So that I've, goes to show that all of this is a construct and only our consciousness can be assured. My Pusheen cat calendar was on May 22nd, so it must be the 23rd. Was it? What's today's? Today's the 23rd? Oh, yeah. Today's, oh, today's the 23rd. Yeah, exactly. I lost the whole, I lost the whole day 22nd. Listen, I don't, I, I had to have my um, medication dosage increased and I went from literally sleeping all day to just like randomly, like I'll just be doing stuff and I'm like, I need to sleep now, 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 now it's time to go. <laughs> just like arbitrarily throughout the day. My sense of time is a little bad. I mean, time is a construct. And the more I think about it, time is a construct, mostly for other people to um, lash you for being lazy, air quotes. Like that seems to be the sole purpose of time. Was like when you have time, you sleep too late, and someone says you slept too late. Or my cat tells me I sleep too late. What'd you say? My cat tells me I sleep too late. Well, you gotta feed her more. If you gave her more treats, she wouldn't care. But um, uh, she gets her regularly scheduled treats. Have you considered giving her extra treats? Like I feel like you're not thinking about this from the cat's perspective. You're only thinking about this from a regimented pre before times perspective, where you had like regimented time based things that happened. Um, no, you give your cat a treat upwards of 27 times a day, randomly, no. much to your cat's delight. No. You feed her <laughs> nothing but wet food. And, um, she gets wet food. She what? can't, she can't eat anything other than wet food. Right. But have you considered feeding her six times a day? No, she's not allowed to have that. Right. She, then this if is, she, did that, she would turn into a balloon. Right. Then that's why she's sitting. That's why you, she considers, she says that you think that you sleep too much. However... We have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. You know this guest. It's a, it's one of our favorite guests. Best guest. Hello. It's a guest from another unreasonable. Welcome, fellow unreasonable. Najela. Hi. You guys can't see this because it's a podcast when I'm doing like the princess wave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great on a medium where um visuals aren't considered but hi how are you guys doing i'm so happy to be here i am um, i consider all guests when they're introduced to be doing jazz hands and if they are not doing the jazz hands themselves and there are hands being produced to generate the jazz so um it's fine and i'm not gonna lie but my favorite is justin whenever he's on he's just got like this like very stoic yet amused expression on his face and it just gives me life it's really funny i've been doing a lot of jazz hand lately mostly because um i live on twitch sings and you have to do jazz hands a surprising amount wait you have to do jazz hands on twitch sings well because they have like challenges for twitch sings to like mess you up while you're singing and your audience votes on them. And if you give people a choice between anything and jazz hands, they're gonna pick jazz hands. I mean, oh. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I guess. I mean, I actually like jazz hands, but yeah. I mean, the options are like make a kissy face, sing while holding your nose, which if you're singing properly should not change anything. But uh, yeah, so that or jazz hands, you can do jazz hands or sing like a goblin, which I'm like, what do goblins sound like? 
have to listen to it. Jess is probably gonna listen to this episode going, oh my god, bacon. Oh, this is the <laughs> goblin music. Oh, okay, this is perfect. Okay, good. That music sounds exactly like what is happening. It's happening. <laughs> no, ex- exactly. <laughs> I've watched admittedly way too much um, um, kaiju fighting uh, Zentai warrior kind of things. Uh, and that usually is the the music that they play when assembling. It kind of reminds me of the the Japanese Spider Man when he calls his uh, mech that he had, you know, as one does in the seventies in Japan. Everybody had a mech lying around. So, I mean, who doesn't have a mech lying around? I wish I had a mech lying around. You know, what? you don't have to worry about social distancing when you have a goddamn mech. Right. I could just stay in my mech all day. It's great. Yeah, and you got a Whole Foods. People are going to be six feet away from you. Right. And I'll be like at least 15 feet above the ground from them. Yeah. And I can go outside. I can go sit at the lake and just be free. For the record, all this anti-mask nonsense would evaporate if there were people walking around in robot suits and some people weren't like the people who were like i want my freedoms and they were just like cool you can stay on foot and then you just fly off into the distance just fly away like it would would totally reframe the argument about who about everyone would want to have a, a ppe robot of some kind to walk around the world because you just would look real stupid out there with your fucking give me freedom or give me death poster while everyone's kind of flying around Walking around, jumping and building the building and stuff. You look real silly. You know, I thought people were joking about the give me freedom or give me yeah. death posters. And yeah. like, I saw the first picture of somebody and I was like, please let this be Photoshop because like, you, you're you going to get death. That's what we're trying to avoid. No. And that that's why all of a sudden, like what they've been doing after this is like the one time the media has been mildly responsible. Um, they'd be like, here's this, look, there's this giant COVID thing and people are like doing this. And then they're like, literally like two days later and the lead organizer posted pot, like is now positive for COVID. I always feel really bad when, um, I see people post on Facebook, like somebody going, oh, it's a liberal plot against whatever. And then the next picture is like a screenshot of their memorial. And I feel bad because you're not supposed to laugh. It is not funny. It is a tragedy because it is a loss of human life. But also so avoidable. Well, like if it was a video game, that would be the part where you wouldn't laugh out loud, but you'd like snort a little and then move on. Uh. Yes, I can. I can see that for sure. I can see that. My my thing is is like, I don't find. I don't find ignorance or willful ignorance funny. Um, and every time I see one of those people, it always is just like I I can't help but think of all the people around them who they may or may not have harmed, with yeah. without um against their will because that's just it it's it's kind of like you know when you're smoking and you're smoking outside you're also incorporating people in who did not consent to that yeah but there are still people who think that the idea of consent is liberal bullshit correct but if you frame it as do, do you want this do you not want this do you want somebody doing this to you then they're like oh wait no i don't and i'm like oh well, you do understand consent when it applies to you i actually had my first wave of twitch trolls where they're like hey are you feminist debate me and they're like trying to tell me that they have found the flaw in feminism and what it really was was consent culture um which was really weird because um i had just played some streets of rage and then i was doing some twitch things and then they just flew in like I think we should have a debate of ideas because freedoms and I was like this is this is 
it was literally one of those like this is a windy sir <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm thinking show tunes on the internet <laughs> like right you're in the wrong place i'm just not gonna debate you and what was weirder was the person subscribed after i pretty much ignored them in my chat room like i was like don't don't engage <laughs> like we're not having this it's but i feel like it got it's getting worse but i think it's because um uh twitch did they made that like council of people yeah and people are now mad at that even though that council doesn't have real authority yeah. or anything or right. anything, anything, they just basically say, hey, Twitch, we think you should do this. This is an issue. Here are some suggestions. And Twitch can be like, eh, or okay. Right. Like, thank you for these suggestions. And they just like throw it in a pile. Also, also, it's a really strange reaction. Like it, it, the immediate reaction was that all of a sudden that Twitch's uh, the the safety council is gonna throw its weight around, and we're gonna be at the mercy of a small group of people. And I'm just like, when did Twitch ever? What? Well, like they they didn't you're have, already like, at the mercy of a small group of people, right? <laughs> the owners of Twitch, like one of the lead investors, and he let his girlfriend punch a dog or something <laughs> like, I was like do, you, do you not know who owns twitch like literally it's a subsidiary it, like it's under amazon right it, it, you the idea that um twitch would at least um put out a handful of people who you can recognize as having your interest at heart is a courtesy because again like you said they're owned by amazon and Twitch yeah. is as corporate as you can get. If you've ever seen that, I've seen their offices in San Francisco. They are as corporate as you can get. I don't think we realize this. This is no longer a this is no longer a grassroots operation. <laughs> I mean, it never was. It never I mean, was. Well, when it was just in TV, like I've been on Twitch since it was just in TV. Right. And that when it that's when it was quote unquote small, but even then it had all this venture capital money and it was, you know, already corporate, which is why they build it up to sell it right right so i don't which is also weird that people are like oh all these other people are invading twitch it's not about games it's like, yeah but twitch wasn't originally about games no. it's just no. something that they decided to concentrate and, on right and even now like it's not just about games there's whole subsections of twitch but you know uh, people yeah. don't people don't like looking outside of my little bubble there are people who don't realize that there are people who use Twitch who don't like shooters or don't like fighting games or don't like, you know. That's me. Yeah. That is me. I don't, I, I, I don't do those things. <laughs> I'm like, and I, it's actually really funny because it's something that I need to personally get over because I already know that like other Twitch streamers just do this, you know, we all know that, like, you know, and Najela knows that I put, like, 240 hours into a game. Good. About 100, 140 hours of that is me just running around doing nothing. I mean, it's not doing nothing. I'm, like, like gathering stuff or crafting or just level grind. Well, that, yeah, yeah, I just spend 140 hours just doing grinding, isn't which that... isn't necessary, but it's necessary for me. Wait, I don't I understand. Mean, that's the game. That's the point. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> what game, what are people doing if they're not doing that? I mean, I'm still playing Crackdown 2. Right. Since, well, not Crackdown 2, ew. The original Crackdown since it launched. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, and I play hours and hours on time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you might have the um. You might be you might be preaching to the choir here. If I'm playing a single yeah. player game, I'm getting I'm getting all I'm emptying it all out for the most part. People still play Skyrim. Right. On people, right now, when these new consoles drop, they're gonna be like, but are they gonna port Skyrim to it? I mean. Like, Right. And that, like I said, I, I just have to get used to that because I'm just like, but I'm not doing anything. That's not like 
entertaining, but I have to stop thinking of it as me because I don't find watching video games entertaining and just play my games normally. Right. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like, I try, I have like a, a style of gameplay when I'm streaming and a style of gameplay when it's just me. Like, uh, I watch a lot of like City Skyline and like, they do a lot of like this beautiful like detailing and I think that's cool. But like, if I'm just playing the game, like I'm not doing any of that crap. <laughs> Like this, this, it's not gonna look good. <laughs> it's just I want to like have. Uh, I do a lot of supply chain with industries and uh, public transportation because that's like my thing. But I know if I did that on stream, nobody wants to watch that. You know, you know what's funny is I think that we've gaslit so many people into not realizing what bad gameplay looks like because some you and Bacon just described playing a game. And you're like, you're both like, oh well, you know, nobody wants to watch that. That's absolutely untrue. And you, you guys are just playing a game. It's just funny that there's so much grief for kind of going off the beaten path that you guys would think that. The thing that what's really bad is actually objectively bad gameplay. If you're a, if you're in, engaging the game, then and someone calls it bad, that means they're looking at the wrong genre. If you're manipulating supply chains and city skylines, then what the fuck else are you supposed to fucking do in fucking city skylines? <laughs> well, a lot of people are like, they make a beautiful to look at city. Yeah, no. As a person who lives in cities, I don't. I would mind better infrastructure. As someone who came from a big, <laughs> from a big, ugly old city, I would have much better if Trash City had better infrastructure. I would much better if America had better. They actually infrastructure. now added in city skylines like mail and trash, like better like trash delivery systems yeah. and stuff. So you could very detailed have like recycling, trash collection, incineration. If they they get down to the nitty gritty, and it's just great. <laughs> Oh, so what you're saying is, is that that you in City Skylines you can actually make it so you're Seattle. If yes, they actually have DLC that's all about green cities, and a lot of it is actually modeled after um, cities in Europe and Seattle. So the, the eco, um, they have city ordinances that are like almost exactly what Seattle has with their recycling program. Yeah, the recycling program here for sure is like top-notch like it's really good but at the same time the fines behind it are really aggressive which is good to a point <laughs> but, but I, if you're in city skylines that's great because that is so much more revenue for your city um i think what i like about it mostly here is that it uh, it it actually targets businesses and not just proper not just properties not just like home properties yeah well so, in so cities, like you could do taxation based on the density but also the zoning so you have like high density low density and mid density for commercial industrial and residential i really wish they could do like mixed zoning but maybe later right and i would okay, watch that so for the record. this is all really good stuff that you could do on your twitch stream which is like as you're saying to, like just as you're saying to me like as i'm talking about grinding like through like on final fantasy 12 like i was literally just level grinding in between hunting down monsters and like i would just be doing that for at, literally like eight hours and i was just like nobody's gonna want to watch me do the exact same thing for eight hours but it's literally just playing the game right yeah like, I literally had people tell me, like, you're boring. Like, that's why I don't stream City Skylines anymore. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Listen, those people, I, if you do, I, I, I make me and Bacon, uh, Bacon and I mods for your stream, for your Twitch stream if you do that, because um, you can't, that's just playing the game. If you look at someone playing City Skylines and it's not all, as you can play it a million ways, as long as you're engaging the system in a successful way then you're playing City Skyline. It's just very funny that as a society, we're acceptable with someone who, like, plays Call of Duty and goes 5 and 20 every game while screaming into the microphone with, like, his girlfriend next to him as proper Twitch streaming. But someone who's actually creating the world's strongest infrastructure underneath the world's greatest city is considered boring. 
Like that's such that's what I mean. It's a it's a tragedy. You guys are just playing the games. You're grinding towards a thing. You're building towards a thing. You're gathering materials. The but point of the I, game. I think you have to find people who will find it interesting, but it's just very hard to be found and find people. I think that's where the tags actually are more useful because I start getting final fans final people because of final fantasy tags and mmorpg tags so you have to so try utilizing like the city skylines tags if like there's actually like built-in tags well i think the city's community on twitch is like it's like a thing (laughs) it's very competitive and oh no all of it's competitive like even the sims even sims twitch is competitive well, I feel like that's different um, because like people can be competitive, but it's, I think if you find your voice and like your way of doing it, people are really like hyped for somebody doing it their own way. Like oh, some people do like a let's play more, like here's my storyline. Let's try to do this storyline. Some people just like sit in creative sim so a lot of people are builders like just build 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 like on stream they're like this is what i'm building here's a list and we're gonna do bop 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 and that's fine and i've like tried different styles and i just know that for me during the sims i usually want to show off characters that i've built create sims and then like put them in my world (laughs) And usually it's harder to build because it's like, I've been playing the same Sims save with um, the same, I guess, six or seven families since January of 2018. Yeah, I think you just also need to have your own like podcast segment just called um, uh, Date with My Sims. I actually had to stop doing that because <laughs> I realized like, I don't think a lot of people listen to the cunt cats for like the tea on my Sims. That's a fair. It's, also, it sounds insane. Um, I the whole point of any game is to make it should be. I mean, so the game like this is just to create your own story. Whether the story it's a story of your Sims or. You're apparently seven generations of Sim families or the world's greatest city. Uh, it's your I story. I think I'm on 29 generations. Well, I, re- I have a little notebook. Let me see. I remember hearing about them originally. <laughs> I remember. I, it, I, I would I like actually to. actually do. Here, is, here are the generations I wrote them. <laughs> that's see, that's I cool. Track of them. So yes, I I hand wrote the family tree. I remember you mentioning Brandon Yuri ruining your family initially years ago, and then it just kind of I think you kind of let the same family. (laughs) So all the all the kids that had the last name Yuri, like that, has died out, and um, they no longer nobody ever looks like him anymore. (laughs) Thankfully, the Um, gene pool has returned. (laughs) Pretty much. But uh yeah, that that's why I don't play with mods. Um, because of Brandon Yuri Sim knocked up my Sim daughter and myself Sim only had the one child. So your one <laughs> Sim child was um knocked up by Brandon Yuri with his T Rex arms and then <laughs> you've been, you've spent over uh, two years trying to rectify the genetic mistake that was um Brandon Yuri injecting himself literally into your family's gene pool (laughs) well i'm very proud of you knocked her up in a bush that is classy (laughs) and the worst part is like my whole point when i started was like i want to have like the perfect daughter so she was a straight a (laughs) student she uh was a perfect cub scout she had a great reputation she was like a model sim all she wanted was that pop punk dick because <laughs> she <laughs> never could keep a job all she did was spend his money and pop out babies he ended up having uh what was it 13 kids what the fuck yeah oh my god okay. well i guess that I, I guess that compact baby body frame must allow for a lot of torque i guess <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, uh, it was like five generations. The kids were still looking like him. So I had to like aggressively <laughs> match them with, uh, I guess, I'm not going to say contracting features, but some better looking features. <laughs> see that's what i mean like, you becoming you becoming like the the matriarch in a period piece because brandon yuri's in your gene pool is a good story like whatever lengths you're willing to go to i mean yeah. that's that's i also became the villain in my own story right because you're trying to wash out features of a out of a gene pool there's no way you can do that and in, in, um in a in a um uh, congenial manner like, I don't like these features in my gene pool is inherently a problematic statement. It's, it's a heel turn. It's the beginning of a heel turn one way or the other, even if you mean Like, well. my literal self-sim became a monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> as soon as that sim child stopped being perfect, like, my sim was really mean to her own kid. Like, when she was going to have her first baby, like, I moved her out of the house, like, to hide the shame and put her in this, like, broken, dinky apartment. <laughs> And then she went into labor and she's like, she basically was like, oh, come and like join me as I have the baby at the hospital. And my sim self showed up, like looked, it was like, uh uh, and like left. She just turned her back on her and left. I was like, no, why? So yeah, the sims could break your heart, which is why it's my favorite game. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of drama. <laughs> which is very weird because I don't like reality television, but I love The Sims, which uh, like a lot of my friends who do love reality television were like, I would watch this show. Right. <laughs> With my crazy, crazy Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Will they ever recover? <laughs> I imagine the flyby, the flyby of your city and you have your compounds. Well, there's multiple cities. <laughs> um, so there, there's like the Re family and then some families married. So like there's the Re family, the Johnson family. There were the Yuris, which were like the kids that she had like a little later who I'm like I didn't pay as much attention to them so like they weren't as like they weren't as good <laughs> they were kind of shitty sims and uh <laughs> so it was basically like six families that are of my bloodline my sim self's bloodline and uh so I have like the Rees which are like the richy rich people because my sim self was an author and I found a way without cheating, and she was a millionaire. Uh, and they've just been passing that money down for generations, so they're very old money, very classy people. And then I have, like, the kind of younger upstarts that were, like, the Johnsons, and uh, so they're not as new money, so all the Rees don't really like the Johnsons, but they're cousins, so... And I realize that I'm very, very engrossed in little fake people. <laughs> They're not fake people. It's an ongoing story. And that's kind of, it's funny because um, I, I used to play games professionally. And one thing I realize as I'm getting older is I need context for whatever the fuck I'm doing now in a video game. Like the idea that I can like go on Call of Duty and play as like an anonymous military guy in like a rat cage with another anonymous military guy and shoot at each other until we all fall over is done. Everything I do needs to have a story behind it, and everything is better for having a story behind it. So it's absolutely the best use of the Sims. Years ago, you used to make fun of me because I'm like, I can't play a game without a story. Right. I used to do that, and I just, I it, now it's I'm the opposite. I need to be some. I need to be some. One of the reasons why I even like this year's Call of Duty is because all the operators have stories, and some of them are real people. The, the, the funny, the funny thing to me about this is like I've been railing at Aaron for how long? Uh, seventeen years. 
Yes, about like changing the types of games that he plays. And now during quarantine, he finally has. And I'm just no. like, yeah. No, 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 no. I always have. I just don't. Like, I like, remember I tried to get you to play Tales of Symphonia and you were like, what is this bullshit? I, I, it's funny because I, it's funny because I have to, I have tale, Tales of Symphonia. I, no, the one on GameCube and I, yeah, the one on GameCube, which Tales game was on GameCube? Yeah, There's Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, I own that game. I beat that game. I think you might be mixing me up. I like that game. That's why I have Tales of Asperia. Well, because, well, it's not that you don't like it. You were saying. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not. You are good at games and the, the way that game and its story progressed made you feel like it invalidated your being good at games. Oh, yeah. No. I, because yes. like, oh, well, I don't want to get into spoilers, but you know, the oh, thing yeah. happened. Oh, no, that game's old enough. We can spoil it. Yeah, it's, it's it's almost a decade and some change. You can throw the story. Listen, that, that game has been ported sixteen times. I'd like to formally apologize to the one person who is having the game spoiled for you right now. We're about to spoil Tales of Symphony. It's about well, to go I, down. I, I still I'm feel sorry. Bad, so I'm gonna vaguely spoil it. But when you okay. have your character that you put so much into, and then that character, you know, turns out to be someone unexpected. <laughs> I'm, that's still kind of spoilery. No, that's not. There's there are so many characters that that could apply to. Right. That it's fine. Yeah, but uh, because of the way the game kind of manipulates you into building this one character up, because you feel so bad for them, and then you get totally screwed over. You but get feel, hella screwed over. But I feel like that is good game design. I don't feel like that's invalidating. You get screwed over by two different characters, but apparently there's a way to like work out one of them. And I, I've done it. I'm talking about the one that there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. That one, there's there's nothing you can do. But like it's it was that's one of the that's one of the reasons I love the Tales games, like specifically. It's so good. But I feel like I'm very addicted to that type of game design. Like Reel me in, break my heart, and I'll love you forever. I mean, like, even yeah. uh, the original Crackdown, which I play to this day, I think I liked it because of originally the it has it's a very simple game, but the way they told the story with the very simple game mechanics, I just really admired. I feel like, um, you don't get that as much in some genres, shooters. <laughs> but you, it it can happen. Um, what was the one um, where the guy is going crazy? Uh, oh, oh spec up spec ops the line, the yes. greatest military shooter of all time for that exact reason. For that exact reason, yes. Uh, spec ops uh, the line. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I remember I I'm not good at shooters. They actually kind of make me a little motion sick. Right. So I Fair. had my ex play through it, and he was like, "Ooh, like this game." And I'm like, "I just want to see what happens. Can't you just do it?" Honestly, <laughs> so I can see what honestly it's not a shooter, but it has enough shooter elements. It's you know basically a, a action adventure game, Bioshock. Uh, the first Bioshock specifically, as problematic as that fucking game is, like. That game both had had so many twists and turns and freaked me the hell out that that's like one of the one of the more surprising games for me to be honest. Um, I've never finished that game myself. Um I actually played it past the controller style with um my boyfriend at the time because he was, you know, introducing me into like different genres of video games and I was introducing him into like my extremely heavy JRPGs um uh but you know we would play it past the controller and like I will never forget like walking into that room of the mannequins yes and then like you walk in the room and you know shit's gonna happen like you you know but like the lights are flickering and you're like you're moving through it but like the thing you need is in the bathroom in the the mirror 
I'm like, that's that's time time good. I just feel like it's such good game design. Like, no, right. it is such good design. And so, like, you you go through it and you keep turning around and they're not moving, but it's actually triggered by you opening up the mirror and right. pulling the item out, and then you turn around and like, there's a person right there. And I jumped, screamed while shooting. I'm, I'm not good i can't do a, a jump scare like no, it, was, it was the worst part is, is it was a jump scare you knew that was gonna happen mm -hmm. but a you knew it was gonna happen but you just like the game was so good at teasing out the win like there just wasn't like you, the first bioshock had better timing than any of the others you know what it is it's um that particular scene was um it bioshock what it did it would drip feed you people who were farther and farther gone and then yeah. you wouldn't think, and then the idea that someone that isn't a mannequin like a ghost, it's a person dressed up like a mannequin, which is fucking weird. <laughs> it's just it if it was so a, much worse than actually. It's so, yeah, it's so much worse than a mannequin or anything normal, even if like the mannequin came to life or anything like that. It's, right. not, it's a it person. Just one. As soon as you left the room, like half the room was actually like, oh, by the way. Mm hmm. We've been niggas dressed up like mannequins the whole time. What up? Attack. Right. It was. So it was just like right. I just remember like it was one of those extreme emotive moments because like you knew the jump scare was coming but there was no way to predict there was like no way to tell how and why. It's games like that which is why I love that there is a place like Twitch or YouTube or so I could watch somebody else play it because I know I physically can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the way my anxiety is uh, it's just not gonna happen. Like yeah. I tried to to play outlast on stream and mm. they were just like just play a different game like like stop <laughs> like you're not having fun no no well, I, I can watch somebody play no bio bioshock that first one actually snuck in under my anxiety because like it it the whole game didn't fuck with my anxiety but there were moments where it did so it was just like there was just enough give and take for me to like not die i I have a working theory about that. I think the reason why some games spike your anxiety is when they hamstring you in a way that's unnatural. Because some games, they lead you along, like, say, like, um, Bioshock. You're not, you have the ability to move and defend yourself and do things. So you can kind of respond to things, even though everything's still bigger than you. But something like Outlast, you get winded in like two seconds. You can't jump. You can't climb. You can't pick things up. You can't push guys over. Even when they're backs to you and they're over a ledge, you can't do anything in the game. And, alien isolation almost killed me. Right. Alien isolation. Alien isolation, you could do a bunch of stuff. You just can't take the alien until you get a flamethrower. And even then, it starts getting mad. You don't, don't even want to. You don't want to go toe to toe with the motherfucker. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't. I can't do it. Like, alien isolation is so scary for me. I, I tried it. I tried it with my best friend. We tried doing it past the controller, and then we both just ended up like under blankets with the controller, like on the table. And we're like, "No, I can't do this." Alien Isolation is like an episode of Black Mirror because do you know how much of the game you can walk around calmly if you don't have the motion sensor on you ever? The amount of the game you can just walk around. The alien tracks the motion sensor and triggers in the level. So when you like, you're like, "Where's the alien?" and you pull your motion sensor on the alien's like, "Oh, I'm right here." But if you don't put it out, pull it out. You can just walk through a huge chunk of the game. <laughs> it's very, it's a very funny trick they play on you, and that's kind of what we. That's kind of what you mean. Is like the game. I'm talking. We're kind of all talking about is like the game design kind of tricks you into fucking yourself up in a really organic way. And that's the problem with Outlast. Outlast is like you can't run, you can't jump, you can't climb, you can't hold a two by four, you can't push a guy. Yeah, and Outlast, like you don't have. Like the powers of a, a guy, of a you're dude, yeah. Way, you're, you're way worse than just being a regular person. Yeah, you're worse than. You don't make any good choices. Exactly. And then you start losing fingers and whatnot. Right. This sounds all terrible. I'll, Absolutely I'm, not. I'll always say Outlast One and Two are terrible games. Uh, people love them. I say Outlast One and Two are two of the worst games I've ever played because the design is shitty. Like it does. It's it's a survival horror because your dude is so impotent on so many levels that it's confusing and it frustrates you and then someone's trying to kill you with a hatchet in their dick out. It's very, very unnerving. Which I kind of feel like pick one. <laughs> <laughs> very threatening. <laughs> <laughs> what is it now? I'm afraid of the hatchet and I'm very afraid of the dick. Like, <laughs> please have the 
hatchet or the dick, please. Not just, no, not both, one or the other. We need, there needs to be some manhunt because that was a game that really decided to just. Okay, manhunt is a horrible game. It It is. It is one of the few games where it's like I felt bad about myself because having played it. And yeah. I, I never beat it because when Piggy jumps out, um, he is, has a chainsaw, a pig on a pig head on his head, and a swinging pendulous penis. And I was just like, nope, I I just put the controller down. I'm like, I'm not. I want to do this because <laughs> it's bad enough in Manhunt. There, you you see like people on the street and they're like can't wait to get home to my kids i'm just here being completely innocent oh yeah i really love being alive <laughs> and then the dude in your ear is like fucking kill him i want to see their blood i'm like what is this right. <laughs> this is no, a horrible game and it, it's so like like even teenage not woke at all bacon was just like nah I, this game's problematic as fuck fuck this game I I couldn't. So Crackdown, the first one, kind of had a mechanic like that where there's like the voice of the, um, you know, fascist, um, but you could turn it off. (laughs) And I realized, uh, I was way worse a person with the voice off than with the voice constantly encouraging me to violence. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I thought it was an interesting mechanic. I didn't know you could turn the voice off. Yeah, I didn't think you could turn the voice off. Yeah, you could toggle it on and off. Huh. Oh, wow. That, that makes Crackdown story way more impactful if you can actually just do all that shit and then you just did all that shit by yourself. And they're like, ha, ah, Tula fascism, what up? And you're like, oh, shit. I didn't even, you didn't even tell me that. Damn. <laughs> you didn't tell me to do none of this. Well, I mean, right. I guess spoilers for a very old. Here's the deal: we're spoiling SmackDown on the crack. SmackDown. We're spoiling Crackdown on this show. That's a hundred percent. There are no warnings. We're going Wait. to spoil Crackdown. It's an Xbox 360 launch title. We're spoiling Crackdown <laughs> for the I audience. Know, I, it's such a good game. It's, like it's my fantastic. <laughs> but once you have to shoot an old lady in the face, you should know that maybe you're not the good guy. I the mean, that you arrest no one. <laughs> Listen, you're getting into some semantics here. I just want you to understand this. There's no mechanic to arrest anyone. And even the peace officers that you're working, I guess, in tandem with, which you could also kill, uh, but you they also arrest. don't arrest anybody. They just shoot gang members. Yes. It's like so that whole like guess what you were fascism the whole time was like duh <laughs> but apparently people were like oh, le gasp <laughs> I mean I and then it. they made crackdown too which we don't acknowledge we don't talk about crackdown it. two doesn't exist and then crackdown three is like woo neoliberalism I mean I still enjoy crackdown three it just it, it wasn't good enough for that long a wait, especially because it feels like half a game, and I know I'm not getting any more. It's funny. Um, it's one of those games that validated the Game Pass thing more in a weird way. Like it was, it was kind of like, well, people were like, "This game sucks," and I was like, "Well, it's like free <laughs> if you have the Game Pass. If you're part of it, it's like you, you can. It's yeah, it's like, so I free. I never bought it. I just have Game Pass. Right. So Which- it's. Game Pass finally came in handy because because of uh, you know quarantine and me now uh, living with my parents and quarantine with them. Uh, my parents are trying to like get into stuff I like, uh, which is hilarious results. Uh, I That's played precious. Mortal Kombat with my mom, and she was very upset when I kicked her head off. <laughs> <laughs> she did it very personally and I'm like 
That's my favorite thing about playing Mortal Kombat with someone. They don't know how to play, but they are furious when you when you when you disembowel them. <laughs> they, are, they are furious when you disembowel them. You kick somebody's head off and they get mad, but I'm like, you don't even know. You you literally have been mashing one button this whole time. But you're mad. I let her actually win the next round and she floating on air <laughs> and like the next i think maybe a couple of days later the mortal Kombat movie was on netflix and i walked downstairs my parents were just watching it okay. and they didn't know it was a mortal Kombat movie they just thought that it looked like a good movie which says so much about my parents <laughs> wait, wait wait which mortal Kombat movie the original mortal Kombat movie mortal Kombat one with robin shoe and all that yes <laughs> It literally starts off like, with the Mortal Kombat theme song, the old classic Mortal Kombat theme. It's very funny. Oh I've never heard it. So I walked downstairs there's watching it. And then once like my mom started recognizing people, she's like, Well, if I was playing as the blue guy, he would have won. And I was like, Really? You I let you win one round with him. <laughs> one <laughs> round. Why you don't let things win? You can't let people win. Yeah, you can't. Huh. You can't let the elders win. Now you can inspire your mom to get Xboxes in the house, so there are extra Xboxes, and then just well, it begins. With the Game Pass now, they're so they're like Mortal Kombat is too violent for them because we played again, and apparently my mom had a nightmare and smacked my dad in the middle of the night. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's been vetoed from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> But now that I have Game Pass, I can like look and I've downloaded like Humans Fall Flat and like different puzzle games because like my parents do not want any violence, any violence. Well, not any violence, a little violence. Like my dad played Streets of Rage with me for a little bit. But once like the knives came out, he saw me like stab somebody. He was like, yeah, I don't like this. So we had to find something nonviolent. Though I did end up like showing him The Sims 4 and we built a very ugly house. Very proud of his very, very ugly house. It's, it's like a four room shack, but it has a bomb patio and porch. Listen, it it patio makes very little sense. That patio and porch are. I wish when you had Game Pass, you could like look up titles by like. I need a game for my violent adverse family members who want to mash buttons and want to feel like they won quickly. <laughs> like a questionnaire is like, who is playing my mother? Well, how many hands does she use when she plays? One. Is she angry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Soul Calibur. You no, know, I couldn't get them to play Soul Calibur because I think... Uh, Mortal Kombat really soured them to the fighting genre as a whole. Maybe I should have started with like Street Fighter or something else, but they're not touching fighting games. I even tried to show them Injustice because I'm like, you know who Superman is? Well, well Injustice yeah. might be a bad choice because they'd be taking chunks out of each other in that violent ass game. For some it, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, then I forgot. In Soul Calibur, you knock each other's clothes off. Uh, you knock each other's clothes off when you make a character, because sometimes you make you you will knock like you'll break someone's armor. But when you make a character, for some reason, their clothes are very flimsy, and everyone's in their underwear. And after about round one, uh, that's because the different clothing options have different durability. Yeah, that's yeah. Also, I'm not gonna lie to you, but yeah, mostly on. I think it's because they know preteen boys are gonna right. make all kinds of little maid ladies. Right. Honestly, thirty year old guys. I I'm trying not to think about that. No, right. no, no, we're diving in because I have to play games with these people. I understand. Mm -hmm. Well, I made um well, my brother made a character named Donovan, which is like this very buff, uh mahogany fleshed uh Yao boy. <laughs> like he's like in a little maid uniform. And uh, every time I take that character for online play, just like psh, rage quit, rage quit, rage quit. So yeah, you're right. 30 year olds. 
I remember um, complaining about that in Soul Calibur to my brother, who's, I think, 50 now. And he didn't understand what I was talking about. We got into an argument about it. And I'm just like, you shouldn't. Just because I put on a dress, it shouldn't get blown off in one immediate blow to the chest in half of round one. And I'm sitting here spending the rest of the time in goddamn underwear. Like, you don't think that's silly? Like, getting my dress that I put on blown off in one attack? One? I think so. Albert first needs to make clothes that aren't ugly as sin. Well, I know this is the simmer in me. But, like, I can't play games with ugly avatars now. Oh, I agree like, with you. I can't do Grand Theft Auto Five because you can't make a good-looking character. No, you Have you not seen my characters? All of my characters are cute. That All would... of my characters and everything. I, re- I, I have to play. I, character customization is important. You know, it's funny. That's why it's I don't play. That's why I don't play Dark Souls. Because Oh, yeah. You can't make a cute... No, I, have, I, have made, I have made a pretty character in Dark Souls, and so did my best friend. It just took two hours. I would love to see That's it. What color was that lot. person? Because I know when I tried to <laughs> pick a black person. brown. I made, a, I made more of a reddish brown, but right. one that looked natural, not fake. Right. That's what I mean. It takes you two hours to get through all the 40 shades of, um, dark, of, skin, of brown skin, including mud and chocolate, to sort of kind of no, synthesize you have, you something. You custom colors. Right. Um... On that note. Okay, everybody. Hard stop. I have to go. I have businessy things of businessy things to do. I have meetings to meet a size. And I have therapy to therapize. I have to go. We're ending. Goodbye. Go ahead, And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Lost in Pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb. Help bacon by cake.